the most important persuasion tool you can have in your entire arsenal is integrity. Zig Ziglar. Once you open your mind, there's no turning back. The path to building superior intelligence requires us to unlock the most fundamental secrets of the universe. You are on the verge of having the life most people can't even imagine. Welcome to the Joel Said Podcast. In this podcast, we decode life and hack success with the help of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, and cutting-edge research that you can apply to your daily life. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Said. And today's topic is persuasion. Before we jump into persuasion, I wanted to talk about the whole influence series that we are doing. Influence itself is an umbrella. Under influence, there are seven different types of influences. And persuasion is one of those influences. In next few episodes, we'll be discussing persuasion in further detail. So let's begin with the show. What is persuasion? Persuasion is a process aimed at changing a person's or a group's attitude or behavior towards some event, idea, or object by using spoken words to convey information, feelings, or reasoning, or combination thereof. Persuasion is an art because too much of it can make you look too aggressive and too little can make you a pest. But when applied right, persuasion can get you what you want. Persuasion was first found in the ancient Greek writings. In ancient Greece, all the trials were held in an open setting. By open, I mean they were held in open public setting. And both prosecution and defense rested their case out in the open. It's very similar to how it's done today. But just imagine... It's being watched by everyone. The more persuasive you are, the higher the chances of the decision going in your favor. So persuasion was so essential that Aristotle himself provided three reasons why every Greek should learn persuasion. And three reasons he provided were, number one, according to Aristotle, if you lose a case or a trial, it's because of your lack of persuasion skills. Basically, he was saying, if you lose a trial, it's your fault. Number two, persuasion is an excellent teaching tool because as a teacher, you need to have a student's attention so you can convey your message effectively and they can see you as an influencer. Number three, a good communicator must be able to communicate from both ends of an argument. Furthermore. There are three key ingredients that make persuasion more effective. And as a persuasion master, you must have these three things. Number one, ethos. Number two, logos. Number three, pathos. Ethos is credibility. Logos is reason. And pathos is emotion. So in every effective persuasion technique or strategy or communication that you are doing, you must have these three ingredients to make your message even more impactful. 
So for example, when you walk into a supermarket or a grocery store, almost every single brand is trying to get your emotions involved. And they give you a reason to buy that stuff. And they provide you credibility by having, let's say, certified organic or different kind of seals of approval. If you go to the market, now be mindful of these things that every single brand, no matter who, every single brand is using these three key ingredients to make their message more impactful. Besides persuasion being endorsed by Aristotle, it's also essential for our today's world. According to one of the stats, it shows that 90% of our decisions are made mostly by emotions. We think we are making logical decisions, but they are actually emotional decisions. I'll give you my personal example. I recently bought a 2016 Mustang, and I bought it in November 2015, and we live in Canada, so that's really a bad time to buy a muscle car or any sports car because it snows here quite a bit. Well, long story short, I got the Mustang and during the process, I gave all kind of reasons and those reasons were logical reasons why I should buy this car. If you buy a sports car or a muscle car in winter, you usually get really good rates. I think that was one of the reasons that I can remember at this moment. But I'm pretty sure at that moment, I had so many reasons that why I'm buying and it seemed like a very logical decision. But now when I look back, it was an emotional decision. And that whole decision or any decisions even you make today about buying something, they can be broken down into three steps. Step one is initial introduction or initial interaction. What I mean by that is your initial introduction to the product or a brand. In my case, it was Mustang. And that's the very reason some companies even give you free samples of their product because they want you to think about that product. Step number two is detachment and memory. So what happens when you try a product or you try a sample or you come in contact with a brand or you are on their website and you leave that website or if you are looking at the product and that product intrigued you and their message was impactful, you will form an initial bond with it just simply by being intrigued and by being impressed by it. Now, in the absence of this product, we think about it and we attach positive emotions to it, which in turn creates these neural pathways that makes us think that now we must have this product. That's exactly how we fall in love too. We meet someone, then we go home, we think about the memories and those memories form neural pathways in our brains. So we feel like we need to be with this person. Similar stuff happens in case of products. We build those neural pathways and that creates such a strong desire to have that product. But before we buy it, there's a step three, which is logical justification. Logical justification is now, this is the stage you know internally that you have been mesmerized by the product, but we have to give ourselves logical reasons or we have to give ourselves a justification why this product will be helping us, why this product will make our lives easier, why we need this product. We give ourselves all kind of justifications. Once you have justified yourself about this product, now you go and buy it. So technically, we sell ourselves the products that we buy, not the companies, but they want us to be emotionally involved in it. So the colors that they use, the message that they write, the celebrities they use, 
they all have a purpose. And it goes back to Aristotle's three key ingredients of persuasion. Now, what's the difference between persuasion and manipulation? Persuasion is when you change someone's mind to take an action. Manipulation is exactly the same thing. But in this case, you convince someone to do something that they hate. So they feel like cheated. And I highly recommend not using persuasion for those means because you can cheat somebody once. And especially in our today's day and age and being on social media, transparency is the key. Be authentic. Be credible. Engage your audience with emotions, but don't lie to them. Don't be that fake brand doing fake promises. According to leading influence and persuasion author and researcher, Dr. Robert Cialdini, there are six pillars of persuasion. Those six pillars of persuasion are reciprocity, commitment and consistency, social proof, likeness, authority, scarcity. How to. We have a fun exercise for you. When you get chance, when you're not listening, think about the last thing that you bought. Once you identify the thing that you bought, now write that on piece of paper. And now track back to the very initial introduction to that brand or that product. And if possible, break down the process in three steps, as we mentioned earlier. First one would be the introduction. Second one would be detachment and memory. Third one would be justification. Doing this little exercise will actually help you identify which emotions were involved in it. And going forward, you will be more mindful of your decision-making process. You don't have to share this exercise with anybody. You can keep it to yourself that what you bought so you don't feel guilty. But going forward, you will know when to make a decision and how to avoid it. That one of the best ways to avoid persuasion is to hold off and then sleep on it and make a decision next day. And when you sleep on it, try not to think about that product. Well, thank you for tuning in. And in our upcoming episodes, we'll be talking about six pillars of persuasion. Thank you. Today's feedback shout out goes to David Pels. And David writes, how to section is a killer. After all the research, that's like the cherry on top. Because at least now you know how to apply science to real life. Good luck and please don't change the format. Please head over to www.joelsid.com to download the show notes and detailed research along with the resources discussed in today's episode for your future reference. If you like today's podcast and found value in it, go ahead and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us to continually bring quality content to you.